Thank you for joining the Community Strategy Podcast. I am Kalisa, and today we're joined with Susie and Christy. We're so happy to have both of you live. Thank you for joining. And of course, we have our incredible host, Deb Shell, creator of The Fine Calm here, as well as John Morley. So John is going to share how he's built an online community on LinkedIn by offering awareness, bringing delight to the members, and offering value and authentic conversations. And just from talking to him earlier, I'm really excited to see what he has to share. So take it away, guys. Thank you so much for the great intro. And this is our first announcement that Kalisa has joined me as a co-host with the podcast. So we're promoting that out on uh, socials in the next couple of weeks. And I'm excited that Kalisa is taking more of an action role for us and supporting me on the podcast. But John, welcome and tell us a little bit about your background. Give us a little bit about, we want to focus on about building relationships with, with people on LinkedIn today. But sure, I want to get sure. a, a sense of like what brought you to the place where you're at today. Sure. Well, first of all, I want to thank you guys. It's a privilege, a pleasure, and honor to be with all of you today. To me, LinkedIn was always where it was at. But uh, a little about me, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm an engineer, uh, marketing specialist. I am a national talk show host. I'm also a first responder and a video producer. Uh, and I'm passionate about creating content that changes people's lives. My mission in life is to become a better version of myself and help everyone else I come in contact with and their loved ones become better versions of themselves. That's why I believe I exist every day. LinkedIn has gone through, as you know, some transitions. Back a while ago, LinkedIn was kind of like this platform where everybody was just trying to spam and get so many connections, you probably have heard that in the back. Now, it still happens a little bit, but it was a lot worse back then. At that time, my connections were not like four or 5,000. They were only like maybe 100, 150, because I didn't see value in LinkedIn. Went to a lot of in-person networking groups, but I'm sure we've all been around where, you know, you go to an event and it's like, how many, the, the event for most people is how many business cards can I get? And I have a different philosophy. It's how many quality connections can I build? And so that's what drew me to LinkedIn because I wanted quality. I wanted profiles. I wanted people that I could get to know a little bit and that weren't going to sell me, that were going to just like maybe be a mentor, a resource. So I went on LinkedIn a while ago. I've had. Can we define a while ago for us? (laughs) <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, boy. When, were, when did you start this endeavor of like more intentional intentionality on uh, LinkedIn for us? So I've been a LinkedIn user. If I look at the time when I created LinkedIn, it was many years ago. But when I got intentional, like to get passionate yeah. about it and grow the group, let's say that was about four or five years ago okay. that I got serious about LinkedIn. Before that, 150 connections. And it was okay. But that wasn't doing anything for me. So LinkedIn is a great tool, but it only works if you provide value to people. And, and I'll get to that in a minute. Most people I know on LinkedIn say, oh, gee, John, I want to sell this. I want to sell that. And I'm like, well, I'm not interested, but thank you so much. I appreciate the, the, the message. And you all get these messages. They come back and say, hi, Mary. Hi, Susie. Hi, Christy. Hi, Deb. Hi, Calissa. Um, I was reaching out to you and I want to add you to my network. It'd be great. Okay. Or they come back and say, you know, uh, how is uh, everything going at XYZ? I want to see if I can talk to you about. So I reach out and say, I am touched. You took the time to reach out to me. 
and read my profile. So many people actually just send blind connection requests. What was it that drove you to me and wanted to have a conversation? Guess what happens? They go away. So I think that's so funny and it's so true because uh, I've got a lot of pitches from software companies recently in the last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And and they're like they have no idea about what my business even is or <laughs> what I do. And and then when I explain why I I don't even need your uh, basically I don't take time anymore. I used to like try to like <laughs> go back and forth with them, but now either I just I see it and I'm like, no, this is spam. I have a canned I, response that I just copy and paste from my pad that I just literally copy and paste. I wish there was, I told LinkedIn and the team, because I don't know if you guys know this. Most people don't know. It's kind of a secret. Microsoft bought out LinkedIn. Yeah, I knew that. A lot of people didn't know that they hide it because some people that kind of has a connotation, but I wish they had a spot in there where I could just click the common responses, like, you know, press the one response, the two response, oh. the three response, because <laughs> that would save time. But I block, I will tell you at least, 50, 60 people a week. And so if somebody wants to connect with me, this is the advice I want to share with you first. And you want to connect. I have no problem connecting. I want to be a resource for people. And so when I get somebody, first thing I do is I read their profile. I look at that and I see, was there a connection? And if there's a potential, like maybe it's another talk show host or something, and I see they're not pitching me, they like want to connect. And so I'll usually ask a question, what it's great that you reached out to me. So what's your show about or where do you think our shows connect? Or And if they give me a, a decent answer, like, well, thanks for getting back to me. Uh, yeah, I would like to connect with you. Bam. Or if I want to connect with somebody, I don't ever request to connect unless I've asked you personally, like, hey, Susie, I did, I'd like to send you a connection request. Would that be okay? Or what I do is I send you a message. I like your profile. I like the way you started this 10 years ago. And it really is something that's passion in my heart. Check out some of the things I do. So you can see we have some synergies. Would like to connect with you. Would that be okay? You could send me a request and I'll accept. That's what I believe LinkedIn is about. So several years ago, I decided I needed to grow the LinkedIn platform. And so I was growing it by producing good quality content, but not putting a lot of heart into it just being diligent about not spamming people and things like that. And so I did that. But then I realized that in order to become, let's say, an influencer on LinkedIn, I wanted to reach other people that wanted to get to know me and that I could help them. And maybe they could help me. You know, it's a two-way street. And so I said, gee, I'd love to create content. So I did. I wanted to stream. And they said, well, I'm sorry, you can't stream because you're not approved. So you were talking about when you said creating content, you're talking about live streaming on LinkedIn? I was creating just, I wanted to create live content. And they yeah. said no, because, you know, it was open for a select audience. There's, yeah, there was a system. When, how long ago was that, that you, you were trying to do that? Was that a couple of years, a couple of years ago? It's got to say maybe about two, two, two three half, years two, ago, two, three years ago. Yes. Yeah. So I was I in the system applied for the yep. program before and somehow got instantly approved. And then somebody said, oh, you can't, you know, I have to you know, I'm not approved. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, yeah. So but apparently there is a, a process for there, that. There's a process, but they want to make sure you have value. So I said, well, how do I show you value if you won't let me stream? So they said this other way. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to create value other ways. So I decided to post content. It was not salesy, but ask questions. That Asking question, people. like question posts where you yeah, like question posts engaging people, 
what do you think? Does this ever happen to anybody? And then I said, hmm, I'm a video producer. Maybe I should produce some videos giving people advice. And I did that. And I had some mixed results. And the reason I had mixed results is, remember, my content was going to my now three, 4,000 plus people. And these people were not all about my content. They just connected with me. And so I said, I need to get to know my audience a little better. So I built John C. Morley, JCM Academy, which is, uh, I'm also a keynote speaker. I spoke for Harvard, I spoke for Yale, and I spoke, speak for a lot of small and large groups. And so I said to myself, I need to bring this value to LinkedIn. But how do I do this? Because I can't personally know four or 5,000 people. And they probably don't even care what I produce. They don't even, they're not even into motivation. I look at some of these people, multi-level, I'm like, how do these people even get into my, how do they even get accepted? Like, how does this even happen? And so I started going through and started removing people that I thought were not going to be good. But I said, this is going to take too long. So I said, I can't, I can't do this. I wasn't as diligent. I was accepting connection requests. You said, oh, the more connection, the better. Not knowing that you have a limit on the connections you can have in LinkedIn. But I didn't want to just have lots of connections. I wanted to have valuable, meaning connectful connections, like with business cards. When I go to a business card event and somebody says to me, John, you know, they want to show a business card at me. And I'm talking to, let's say, Deb. And they say to me, I'd love to get, they just, I'm talking to this person. And then they come by and say, oh, I want to talk. I say, well, excuse me, I'm talking to Kalisa right now. Um, I'd like to finish our conversation. And then uh, I'll be happy to talk. Oh, great. Just take this card. I said, well, I'll take your card but I'm going to put it in my left pocket. Yeah, I don't care where you put it. Well, you should, because see, when I get off the boat, all these cards are going to get thrown in the garbage. All these cards I'm going to probably follow up and want to have lunch with. And they looked at me and I said, these people don't get it. So I started realizing that I have to take my reputation more seriously and the people that I let into my circle. So I said, okay, about a year ago, I got even more serious. And I said, uh, I have a great connection, but I need to bring more value. So I said, hmm, how can I get JCM Academy to LinkedIn? Got it. Why don't I build a community for LinkedIn, for JCM Academy, John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. And so this was a hard task. I, I created the group, had four or five people. And I wanted to get my, so my streams got approved a while back. That did happen after I produced some valuable content and I pitched LinkedIn again and they approved me to be a streamer because you can't go above 10 minutes if you produce video content. After that, you have to be a stream and your stream has to be 15 minutes or more or they'll ban you as a LinkedIn streamer. And so when I got this information, I said, hmm, what I need to do is create a community. So I did. I created JMC Morley Serial Entrepreneur, JCM Academy Community. And uh, I wasn't looking to grow at large, had a couple of people, but I wanted to stream to my community instead of my profile. So you can stream to a page, a community or a profile. I want to stream to my community because they would be people that care more about the content I'm producing. And so uh, I applied and they said, I'm sorry, you don't qualify. I said, I've already got thousands of people. I'm, yeah, no, that's great. But you can't stream to your profile because you don't have enough people. And so I realized that I had to do this, but I'm like, well, how do I grow from nothing? I, do I just ask people for my other profile? I said, no, I need to target some people. I need to post some content organically in the group. And that got some in there. About, uh, I'm going to say maybe around my birthday, it was like, I think it was this, it was actually this year that the, that the group got approved to be streaming because I was a streamer for LinkedIn, which I still am, but I now got approved as the group streamer. And I use StreamYard as one of our platforms. And so um, I had a, a wish for my birthday. I wished out to my friends. 
And I said, I have a wish. It was my birthday. On my birthday, because I've been working on this, but on my birthday, I said, I have a wish for my birthday. Would you make me a happy guy? Would you let me reach my account so I could become an approved streamer on my group? It made, made me so happy. My account started growing and kept going up and up and up. And I made more posts and things like that. And that helped. And that day was over. I remember coming back from Capitol Grill. And I remember it being around 10 o'clock at night. And I think I had the required amount, which was like 150 or 165. I was like, oh my gosh, I got it. So I went into LinkedIn because I was already approved. And I went to click on it. Now they only let you stream to either your profile, your page, or your group. So I clicked it and I was immediately approved. And I said, hey, everyone, it's John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur from JCM Academy. First of all, I want to say thank you. And I'm so grateful to so many of you, the 165 of you, and I'm sure there'll be more, that have taken the time to click one button and approve me as somebody you want to see producing content for you. That means the world to me. And I want to let you know that I'm going to produce great content that's going to just inspire you to become better. And then it just kept growing. I think we're now up to like 250 or 275. So it's not meant to be thousands. It's meant to bring people together that want to be on my channel. I get authors that pitch and say, hey, John, can we talk? I'm like, well, what do you talk about? Well, self-improvement. Well, that's kind of vague. Well, can you give me a title? Well, I could talk about anything. Well, why don't you watch a few of my shows and see if we're a fit? And then I find that they want to sell their this or sell their that. I said, well, we're not a sales show. We're about inspiration. Have you watched one of my shows? No, but we'll watch it later. Like, just book an interview. Well, that's not how we work. And I say, no, thank you. So it sounds like you're validating through the whole process of uh, you've given some different steps along the way. So just to do a little recap of takeaways for Todd, who thanks Todd for just joining us as we were just talking about the steps involved in creating content intentionally on LinkedIn, being able to start a group and how to do a little bit more digging with when people reach out and, and do the pitch or something and say, you know, I want to be a part of your group or I want to be in your network and then asking the the deeper questions, which we know is really important to community validation of understanding your audience and that your audience understands you. So just wanted to bring that in a circle back for us. Sure. It's important because a lot of people want to grow. One of my goals is uh, I produce daily content for lots of other things that I do. And now we do TikTok and stuff. And our goal is to reach a million. And so but I don't want to reach it in 24 hours. I want to reach it with meaningful content. So just to give you an example, I went to 7-Eleven the other day. You know, 7-Eleven had a birthday. I'm sure you guys know. And if you're in the area, you get a free Slurpee. It's 160 calories, so I don't advise doing it every day. So I went there, had to download the app to get the free Slurpee, just like I had to do for McDonald's yesterday. I don't go to McDonald's in 30 years just to get French fries. And so I got the Slurpee and... Um, I just showed the machine and I did the content and I told people it was National Slurpee Day. Happy birthday. Someone, lady comes up to me, who's the, the store person. So, oh my gosh, she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm just shooting a quick selfie. It's going to go on lots of different networks. Oh my God. Um, do, do you think it's possible that I could join you? I said, well, I'm going to shoot this one first. And then I could do another one. Oh, don't worry. She said, I'll give you the other Slurpee for free. Don't worry about it. So I'm taking a picture of her. I'm like, hey, I'm with Laura. 
I'm at 7-Eleven here in Warwick. I'm so pleased to be with her. And I'm getting another, I'm getting a Slurpee here. Happy birthday, Laura. Happy birthday, 7-Eleven. She goes, happy birthday. She goes, oh my gosh, I'm going to be honest. So I uh, appreciate you guys. And all you need to do, follow, like, support. But, you know, come down here. Say hello to Laura. Get yourself a free Slurpee and dollar for the snacks. <laughs> and then what I did was I said, hmm, what's trending? And I went around. And I said, huh, what are the corporate companies doing? Let me put a spin on that. Well, snacks are very popular at uh, 7-Eleven. I'm not a big 7-Eleven guy, but I become big, whatever the day is. I magically become that day. So it's one uh, of your like kind of your strategies is to identify like what's the trending topics for the week. We're very good. Day. I have a whole team now that I have 20 to just do this for me. Uh, but I used to do it myself. Kind of get some um, yep. people to view and come. It, to, it, exactly. To so okay. LinkedIn, I'm going to tell you, is a little different. I got to be honest with you. Uh, it's very different, the type of content they want. So I don't share as much of the daily content there. I share other content, still meaningful content, but they're not interested in a lot of those quick tips. The reason is you get a lot of people. Now, I'm the first person to tell you that I don't know everything. I have to be honest and, and tell you that I don't know everything. And I might be wrong on some things. But when you do that on LinkedIn and you become humble, uh, they don't like that. Oh, I'm better than you. Oh, okay, no problem. Well, how come you told me about that when you could have done it this way? Well, that's just the way it works for me. You know, it's like a tarot reading, tarot card reading. So take what works for you and just throw away the rest. Okay, I won't be offended. So how does that come back to the value of either the LinkedIn community or sure, does sure, it give sure. you a ret- your time investment? Is yeah, there so, so here's what happens. There? LinkedIn doesn't return directly from LinkedIn immediately. When they see you're on other platforms and they see you're doing something that's more, let's say, unconventional, LinkedIn support is like, oh, I remember John. He was on TikTok or he was on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, you guys got to talk to him. But when you come out of the gate on LinkedIn and I have separate groups that I post things to non-spammy, they are very picky what they want. So when I post coaching information when I post tips, they sometimes want that. But where I find the best receipt of my posts are in my private group, because those people are not trying to pitch me. Those people are coming to my group because they want to learn something. 80% of LinkedIn, I hate to tell you this, is here to sell you something. I'm sorry to tell you that, but they're here to sell you something. So, so you have to get to what means something to them. What's their value? So I always say to them, you know, what's your challenge? So why do I do all these other things? Well, the reason I do that is I produce content. And I know that you can't sell content to people if you can't first be an example. So I say to people, look, I understand you're iffy on the fence. I don't promise you anything. I underpromise and overdeliver. But if I'm getting views to visit McDonald's in one day for over 5,000 or something, I must know what I'm doing. My average posts, I tell people, on LinkedIn, get 50 to 100. The one yeah. thing I want to point out there, the two things I, I, I'm getting, I'm taking away from this so far is that you are going to larger brands mm-hmm. like 7-Eleven, McDonald's, mm-hmm. you mentioned, yeah. and you're building a relationship absolutely with the small business owner that l- runs that business mm-hmm. or at that yep. location. Yep. And then you're sharing an experience yes on social media yes and encouraging your audience 
mm-hmm. to support these brands? The local businesses. Yes. I tell people shop local all the time. So the focus for you is really the mission and the and the drive behind this is to really promote relationship building through connecting brands. Uh-huh, 150% with because consumers. I, I tell people, if you don't like the content, don't follow. But if you like the content, I'm not for everyone. All right. I'm going to pause yeah, you there because sure. there are some questions in the chat. Oh, and I want to oh, reframe us a little bit more focused on community building at this point. Sure, because sure, sure. You've talked a little bit about in-person events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit about networking on LinkedIn. Yeah. But a lot of the people that are joining us are leading their own communities or okay. community consultants. Okay. And when I say community, my, my definition is off of social media. So we're not okay. talking about LinkedIn communities. In fact, this community of people is people who are building on Mighty Networks platform, which is I know Mighty, sure. I know Mighty, intentional sure. Platform. Yep. And so one of the questions in here, I think, Susie, did you want to share your question a little bit to give us some context so that we can have that for John? Sure. Well, thanks, Deb. You set that up really nicely. Just that all the people here run communities off of social media. So my question for you is, why should we take the time to start a community on LinkedIn? I never have done that before. And how do you use it specifically? Um, All the philosophies you're describing, like make it meaningful, have real dialogue, provide value. I think this community is well-versed in those basic philosophies. Okay. So what is it about LinkedIn that might be different from how we're doing that in other spaces? And how do you use it? Excellent question, Susie. So first of all, LinkedIn is a long-term game. That's the first thing I want to tell you. It's not, it's not going to get you your, your prize in 24 hours. The people in LinkedIn, you have to build an integrity of community and respect. That's number one. So why LinkedIn? They're harder to get the people on LinkedIn. But I could take myself, for example. All right. People want to pitch you. They want to reach out to me. I make connections with people that I feel are going to be mutually beneficial. So when you go through LinkedIn, you're not going to find that quality. You're not going to find that CEO. You're not going to find a talk show. Uh, I just talked to the the head person of Good Morning America, and I'm not going to find that on Facebook. So when I built that integrity on LinkedIn, they're going to transfer that to me because now they know that my group is doing it. So yes, it takes time. But let's say, uh, I don't know what the topics you cover up, but let's say you cover something that's about mental health, for example. And uh, you're talking about mental health. And when you're talking about it, you're not pitching, right? hey, you know, I make everything. So one of the things I teach is something called open-ended versus closed questions, just to give you a quick synopsis. And when people post things that are about open-ended questions, we get dialogue. We get, we get a different flavor. People love- on LinkedIn that see you day in, day out. Yes? I was just going to say, I love the open-ended questions versus closed questions, like, because that again, opens up dialogue. And I, I did want to like, just, just clarify there. I think that from my experience on LinkedIn, what I like to do is I take the approach of I've joined virtual calls, just like this one. Mm-hmm. And then I build relationships with people. So say I didn't know any of you, and this was a new call where I was getting to know people. 
um, building relationships on a virtual call. And then I reach out on a on to LinkedIn and say, hey, Susie, it was great chatting with you this morning in this session. I really love some of the key points you said, or just, just a short like sentence and then send her an invite. And then I start to build relationships. And that's kind of what, what John was saying about in the beginning of just kind of reaching out, building relationships uh, individually. And then once you've kind of established maybe a following over time, then it, people see you as an authority and, you know, a leader. And mm-hmm. then people are more interested when you're asking them a question, like a pr- proposing. In fact, I asked a question yesterday on LinkedIn. I said, what is the one thing you wish you knew before you started on your community building journey. And from that response, I got a whole myriad of people because I tagged a lot of people. So just strategically wise, I've tagged some people. I've asked a question that's open-ended. I wanted to give an example, right? To back up what you were saying about open-ended questions. And then now they're sharing their experiences as they're going in there. Now, I, I don't think to answer your question directly, I don't think for us, it's beneficial to build an entire LinkedIn group I think what might be more beneficial is for you to be a part of other LinkedIn groups via building relationships with people than identifying. I'm sure they'll invite you to their LinkedIn group, like John's inviting you to, pe- yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. to people's. And then they're going to say, oh, Susie, come join our LinkedIn group. And then that's where you can start to cultivate some more relationships. And then when Su- when somebody says, oh, I've been really trying to get on more, more um, podcasts or I really wanted to do a workshop. And, and Susie's like, oh, well, you know, that's what I do. So let's talk. I, I think I, so I think there's, a, there's, 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 uh, there's steps, right? So when yeah. you walk, you have to start, but I want to say one thing before I answer that question, before you could be taken as a LinkedIn authority, forget it, whether it's LinkedIn or it's other peers in your, in your, uh, in your business or people you connect with here internationally, your profile, I did a whole podcast on, on your profile, your profile is key. You've got to make sure it has the right points. It has a good picture that you have recommendations in your profile. That's something that helped me quite a bit. Oh, you know, such and such the way that happened. I got the man, the first man to ever talk on a cell phone, pretty good guest. Uh, he has about a three year <laughs> waiting list. Oh now, how did that the happen? The first guy to talk on a cell phone. Was it one of those big ones like in Saved by the Yes. Bell? <laughs> yes. He was the inventor of it. <laughs> And they were having a fight between two people. His nemesis who was a friend, but he was like, you didn't invite. Yeah, he did because he was mad he invited it, that he invented it. So what happened is I talked to another guy a while back who was on my show about the Internet of Things. And he was from Europe. And I said, OK, I just, you know, I'm nice to everybody and I take people from all over. And he's like, John, he says, I have somebody. And I was reading your profile and um I said, would you give me a recommendation? So, you know, I clicked the button to give a right. Re- I always ask everybody who's a guest to give me a recommendation. And so um, I did that and he reached out to me and he says, uh, John, he says, I have somebody else I think that'd be great for you. Uh, I was looking at your things. He said, you're really credible, this and that. And so he says, Martin would love to talk to you. So I reached out to Martin. Martin did respond. I said, uh, Jim, Martin never got back to me. Oh, yeah, he's a busy guy. He's with a large PR company and they they don't, they, he probably doesn't know you yet. I'll, let me make a personal phone call to him. Tell him who you are. And um, okay, so next thing I know, the PR company's calling me. She says, well, let me get you the engagement agreement and let me get you the whole thing. I said, well, wait a minute. I said, I'm not ready to hire him. Well, what do you mean? 
Well, she says, we hire speakers as you, you know, I'm looking to bring him on the show as a guest. And somebody told me he'd like to come on. She says, Oh, um, she, that's how we work. I said, that's okay. That that's right. Next day, Martin calls me and I said, Martin, I said, how are you? He says, um, I'm fine. I said, uh, I talked to your peer. He said, oh, he says, I apologize for that. I said, what's the matter? Yeah. He said, they gave me a contract. I owed you like $18,000 to come on the show. And I said, that wasn't what I was bargaining for. He's no, 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 no. He says, he says, I do speakers all over the place. And so what happened is the profile that I built had convinced Martin because his friends had take a look at me and he's like, well, I'll think about it. Then he says, he looks at the profile. He's like, wow, you had this guy, you had this guy, this author. And that built my credibility. So the group thing, here's the thing about the group thing. It takes a lot of effort. I do a stream every single night called IFYL, Inspirations for Your Life. It's a lot of work. I produce 400 hours of content every single month. Um, but I will tell you that when I go to bed every night, before I go to bed, even if it's 12 o'clock at night, it's like, hey, guys, you know, I promised to get IFYL out. To, this whole week's master series starts on Saturday and ends on Friday. It's free, and it's called How to Enjoy the Journey, How to Have Fun Along the Journey of Success. Now, I will tell you that Establishing a LinkedIn community is not step one. It's like step two or step three. But yeah, if I want to pause yeah, you again yeah, for a second okay. because there's a lot that you packed in. in oh, okay. The last sorry about that. Apologize. Here. And I want to break down a little bit of what you were saying. So what I was hearing was is that you're also talking about a couple different things. The LinkedIn profile being one. Yes. Um, I've worked extensively on my LinkedIn profile over a number of years. So I think it takes time to build a really great LinkedIn profile. And one of the things that I've learned in my journey of LinkedIn is that recommendations are a really great uh, thing to have on your profile. And, and as well, I didn't really think about this until recently, until about a year ago, but you can actually use, if they've put it a recommendation on LinkedIn, you can use that on your website. Absolutely. You promote that on social media. You yes. can share that in a lot of places. You can send that to clients. The other tip I will say is that one of the clients I'm that I talked with and a couple of people that I work with have a hard time getting back to me with a testimonial or a recommendation. So mm -hmm. what I've been doing is reaching out to them on LinkedIn and just saying, you know, if they're not responding to my email about, Hey, it was great working together. Would you write me a testimonial? I just asked them um, on LinkedIn, would you re recommend me? Yes. And then I give them some, maybe you could share, you know, this is a, either an example or a, here's the key things that I think would be great if you could share about, share about how the experience was working with me or something. Because a lot of people, for some reason, feel like that LinkedIn recommendation is like the cover of the best book you've ever written or the top of the New York Times quality stuff. And in reality, all the person that is asking you of a recommendation or, you know, to be recommended, they just want you to say something positive so that people know that, that you're a valid, awesome human being that somebody has worked with. And so I feel like people spend a lot of, like, they just don't want to reply because they're like, well, I don't even know what I would write. So that's another tip is like, if you would like the better way that I've saw to get testimonials for your business clients is to go on LinkedIn, connect with, make sure you're building relationships with them on LinkedIn, thanking mm -hmm. them for working with them after your, your um, project is finished. And then mm -hmm. saying, Hey, would you recommend me? Here's uh, some great tips of how, you know, the takeaways of what I thought was a great experience. And if 
you honestly, like they could just co- if you want to, you can just copy and paste it and that's fine too. So that makes it really easy. So the key things there are just making it easy for them and, and then getting them. And then over time, I've just targeted certain people to ask through my business. And so now I have, I think, 20 something recommendations. I have a lot on there. I mean, I have, I have a pretty decent amount over my career of different mm-hmm. places I worked and mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. things I've done. So I think it's a good tip to say that you know, the profile is a good place to start either whether you want to build a community or just, you know, build a business. I think, you know, as far as if you're working with B2B and not Mm -hmm. B2C, like business to business instead of business consumers, LinkedIn is much more of a space where there's going to be people that are going to be interested in the messages you have if you're a a business to business person. So I just wanted to make those comments. Absolutely. And I think that, I think it's great advice. The other thing I want to tell you is that, so LinkedIn is going to be probably a harder place to establish those connections than anywhere else. But what you're going to find is that the quality of the relationship on LinkedIn is going to be a lot higher, uh, have a lot more integrity. And people that you connect with on LinkedIn are going to do what they say they're going to do. More than 90% of them, I will tell you. So, I mean, you get flakes anywhere. So that's the important thing. The other thing that I find that's very useful is using the LinkedIn search feature and being able to search by different geographics, different areas, different communities. I build, uh, it's an offline community, but I build my, I build our chamber a lot by searching for different executives and companies that are in our towns. Oh yeah. That's and I reach out key, to them. That's the other key point yeah. I wanted to mention is you talked about specifically looking at people who could elevate your mm-hmm. existing business or brand. Yes. And so yes. one of the things that we're working on with the Community Strategy Podcast is bringing on guests and talking with people who are uh, doing different things in the industry who can bring and elevate the Community Strategy Podcast and our brand. And I think it's a good way to build and establish authority is when you get people that are interviewing or talking to you that work for larger organizations or and building those relationships. I recently just started talking with Circle and, and building relationships with the people that are working for mm-hmm. the Circle platform in addition to the Mighty Networks platform. And I'm working on building relationships with other with other community builders. And mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm Todd is in the Community Consultants Collective. It's one of the groups that I've been leading for almost a year now, believe it or not, to bring together people in this new and continually changing space of consulting for enterprise organizations or small nonprofits or mm-hmm. startups mm-hmm. or entrepreneurs on building an online community that is on a different platform other than social media, but like benefiting from everything what you just said to recap is just benefiting from having an authority online, establishing that through relationship building. And that just takes time, right? Community building takes time. So everybody on this call knows that community building takes time. It's it's a, yes. it's a long game. It's a journey. And building relationships. And the key takeaway I think I would share with you is that LinkedIn has helped me to better understand who I want to work with. And then the industry that I enjoy working in, connecting with other people that are a little ahead of me as far as in consulting. Like that's how I met Todd. That's how I met a lot of other people in consulting and community industry was because I reached out to people who were ahead of me and said, hey, I would really love it. And sometimes just asking and building that relationship that can be a mentor-mentee relationship is a great way to cultivate connections. And then now I'm starting to get people who are recommending me Oh, I'm too busy, but Deb might have some time and she's probably a good fit for you. Yeah. And I think 
we all we all know about the value of 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 constant great content. I think I think we can't stress that enough. And so one of my I'm going to call it one of my aces or one of my pluses as I'm also a video producer. So I know that takes time. I know, but if you can't do it, you can have teams do it for you. The point is, in order to motivate people, there are basically three things. So there's something called an inbound model you guys might be familiar with. So inbound works for communities as well as businesses. Inbound means that we're more concentric, focused on the people and the challenges that we solve. And there's three points to that, which is basically we need to, I call it uh, AED. Uh, We need to acquire, we need to engage them, and we need to delight them. So how we acquire them today is different how it was 20 years ago. Um, I say this to you, if you don't take those steps through social media, through video, whether you're going to do it or hire someone, someone else will get those people and build that community. Um, And that's what people are right now. They're busy. You have to get to people before they're making a decision to join you. When they think about, oh my gosh, I got to improve my health. I got to do this. That's when you got to be in front of them, not to sell them, but to say, hey, this is a challenge. Now they know it's a problem. Now they've acknowledged that in their head. Now they're like, okay, how do I engage that person? So they're going to take a step. And then how do I continue to delight that person? It's like, oh my gosh, they're amazing what they do for me. Really? Yeah, you got to try that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm glad you shared a little bit more. And I love that um, there's so many um, different ways to engage and connect with people in um, in LinkedIn and different ways to do that. Uh, Susie was asking about a video that sparked your engagement. What do you feel like? Um, I know you said about that. You gave some examples around like the like fry. Oh, well, I did some, I did some, I did some, I did that. I know these other ones are going to do, like I do different things. I did my parfait thing. I mean, I went shopping at stop and jump. I just do crazy things. And uh, the best one is your stick kind of thing. Yeah. That's part of, that's part of me. I'm just creative. (laughs) I mean, I think it should be called creative John. Uh, I, I had my, I'm also first responder. So I went to Dairy Queen and for national ice cream cake day, I, I bought an ice cream cake and one of my companies designed the cake. Uh, you can you can see it online. But basically, I went to the Franklin Police Department and I did something most people will not do. I walked in there and you should never walk into a police department and kind of surprise them or try to record them. <laughs> That's something that you can get in a lot of trouble for. But yeah, I know as a the journalist, police department. I'm very well with that. <laughs> and I'm also I'm also a member of the United States press, but I had my press badge, but I didn't think I was going to get in trouble. So I went in there a little surprised and they weren't really like they came in there. They got things. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Three days later, I got a letter. I said, okay, this is either a warrant for my arrest or it's a thank you letter. <laughs> it was a thank you letter from the chief who, who knew me. But the one I think that had the biggest engagement was when I had a birthday party. So Jay Moore, one of the shows that I do, Tech Talk, we decided that all my tech channels, I have so many checks. And I said, gee, we're going to have a live in-person birthday party. And I told people what they're going to get, balloons, cake, and you got to make things fun. Now, if you yeah, can't bring people a, in, per- is that? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good point to just say, not only making things fun, but finding little simple things. Like it's not complex, right? It's pretty basic to talk about like a birthday party. Everybody can get grasp the concept. Like mm-hmm. if I say birthday party, people will know exactly what I'm talking about. They can visualize it in their head. They can see like they've been to at least one birthday party in their life, right? Or they had several of them maybe as a kid. So I think that the takeaway for me right there is 
for Susie to just talk about something that everybody can relate to. Like, is there one thing in your industry or what you're doing that every single person can automatically visualize that thing? And a birthday is one a, of them. Yeah, that's a great way to to use a story or an example of something that's common. And then being able to create content off of that and then being able to have that experience. Now, a birthday party would be an experience with not just one person or two per- people, but a bunch of people. Right. So that is its own community. But that, that, but that's what you guys do online. People, like if you go to Disney, and I was through Disney Institute when I was younger, really great, not to get into that. But people don't go to Disney to go on a ride or to eat. People don't come to your class for just information. People... Don't go out to dinner to eat. Now, let me tell you why I say this. They come to you. You ready? Here comes for an experience. Mm -hmm. If you don't deliver an experience, they'll get the information somewhere else. So you've got to create that experience. I don't have uh, anniversaries at my companies. We have birthdays. <laughs> I like Christy's question here. We're running out of a little time. Oh, sorry. Robert. We're coming up against time. So I'm trying to keep us on okay. track. But Christy was mentioning, and I'll, I'll share first and then I'll ping over to you, John, sure. about personal and business page. Currently, she's got both. And she's okay. wondering where she is. Christy, am I to understand you weren't you're trying to figure out where you focus your time on which area? Yeah, I was just curious on how to like leverage. So my personal account is where my like past experience and connections have been, but I've since created more recently my business and then this business page. So I was curious about how to like maybe leverage my personal page and then eventually roll that into my business. Your personal page is good, but realize your personal page has a lot of people that you probably don't even know or connect with or don't even care what you do. Unfortunately, they just want to connect for numbers, create your, use your personal page to find those group people, I recommend a search function. You can use the advanced search function or find people targeted either in your geographic, find key leaders that are going to be able to funnel you down to those people. Like if I talk to the head of nursing, well, she's going to know people that have chronic issues and things like that. HIP is a little different. The thing I would tell you to do is take, create your company page, create a group, post content in though and and draw people to your group do different raffles giveaways you see when you provide a consistency of content i don't know how often you guys provide content um we have one group that does content several times a week but stay consistent when people know they can go to you for that they might find you six months or a month later and then take those people and drive them now the last thing costs a few dollars but i do recommend it it does work but it's not cheap you can do a linkedin campaign it works if you have a specific purpose. Uh, for example, you can do a minimal campaign. They lower the budget to 50 bucks. But I will tell you, be very careful in your targets because you can blow through that like that. If you yeah. use it and you tailor it correctly, you're going to get people. That's why I did a group. My group's almost over 200 some people. Those people care about motivation. People on my personal profile don't. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I get you. I think to what I've done and I seem to find really a uh, great experience in this is that I have a business page. I started, I started mm-hmm. to invite my contacts to like the business page, but I'm mm-hmm. still not seeing that people are, um, liking or commenting or connecting on my posts that I put on my business page, unless I share them on my personal LinkedIn. And so I typically have posted, what I do is uh, just to give you the workflow, I post on Buffer to schedule out content ahead of time. 
I have it go to LinkedIn to my business page. And then on the day that it comes out, so I have it scheduled to go out at 9 a.m. every day. And on the day, I reshare that on my personal page and tag a few people that I feel like might be a good person who would enjoy this content. And then I put a whole bunch of hashtags. And then I've tagged people maybe in responses sometimes. And the more I've done that, the more views. I've had on my posts. And one of the things that takeaways that I went when I went to PodFest in Orlando, the conversation was really about people want to work with other people in the in the current economy that we have. And going forward, people want to know other people and work with other people. So when you're focusing on it's great to have a brand. I still have a brand, but it's also good to build relationships in, with individuals who then mm-hmm. know Deb's and behind, you know, Deb's brand is fine, calm here. So we understand, we know who Deb is, and we also understand that her brand is fine, calm here, and we know why that is. And those are communication points that you establish over time with people. But like, you know, you, I met you, you all in two years, and you kind of like understood like, the differences between who I am and my business. And I think LinkedIn wise, while groups can be helpful, I think for our purposes, because we have so much time we're spending in, in the mighty networks, for example, you'd want to just have, and I think Christy, you did really well with this in the last couple of weeks is just sharing what's going on inside your community with LinkedIn, like saying, hey, we're really uh, excited to share this new trip for our LinkedIn members or or, or not LinkedIn, your community members. You know what I mean? So I think that what you're doing, Christy, has been really good. And I think it's just a matter of figuring out how consistent you can be that's going to be doable for you. So if you can't do a video like John every day, that would be way too much for me. I don't even like doing videos. Number one and number two to do one every day would be like really hard. So um, about five a day I do. (laughs) That wouldn't be me. That would not be me. But I know that I can write blog posts once a week and LinkedIn newsletters is another really good feature that you can get people to subscribe. And then if you post a newsletter once a month or once every week or whatever, it could just be repurposing content from your blog, which is what I started doing. Mm -hmm. So I took content from my blog and posted it on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. newsletters Mm -hmm. and then tagged a couple people. So Mm -hmm. I thought those were other helpful things. Todd mentioned in here free monthly invites to business page. Ty, can you expand on this a little bit for us real quick? Yeah. So this is something that it's not immediately obvious, but when you go to your, when you go to your um, business page and there's an ability to invite other people to the, to the page, people from your network, and you get like 150 free invites um, every month. It increases as you get more followers um, to the page. And most people don't even go in there and take advantage of the full invites uh, every month. And so just going through inviting people, I, I just hit the 500 mark today. I was really happy about that uh, for my branded page. And then, uh, thank you. And then I, I don't actually see a ton of interaction yet. It's getting a little bit better. I think what has the potential to continue to build that for me is I've been running my LinkedIn live events through my branded page rather than through my personal uh, following because uh, I've yeah, already got yeah, a great that's, personal That's what following. I did. Yes. Good job. Yeah. Cool. That, that's what you did too. Yeah, yeah, it has a better, you have a better integrity and the people coming, even if they don't come for the live, they're more wanting to come for my follow-up. And I have a lot of people, oh, John, I missed your show, but I want to watch it. What I put on my personal 
it doesn't have the same integrity because I'm branded as an expert. That's why I said, join these groups, become friendly with the people in the groups, become an expert. Once you're comfortable enough, then start your own group, hire an intern and run a successful group where you are the expert. Well, I'll talk about this here, but if you want more details, come to my group and I'll give you the whole scoop or I'll give you this. And I think that's what I try to do. I was just going to say, we're going to wrap up here. Thanks, sure. Todd, for your sharing. Thanks for all the great questions from Susie and Christy. Yeah, for people who want to join your LinkedIn group, tell us how to do that. So really easy. I'll go ahead and pop that in the chat. I'll just I'll pop that in. But the, the two things I just want to share with you is, is definitely going to be the, the group, which I'll pop right in the chat here right now. I'm just going to pop the link. But the other big thing that I would tell you to definitely check out with me is going to be all my great content, which you can check out. It's all free. Believe me, achieve.com. And whether a TikTok person or you can click on there and click on John's daily days and you can see all the crazy stuff I do. I'll leave it with the last <laughs> thing because I know you guys like to give things away for free and people like things for free sometimes. So on Friday, it's National Giveaway Day. I would try to incorporate something in your marketing or your plans that does something free and capture it into some blog post. So the community can know that you gave back. Yeah. Great tips. Great. Thank you so much for everybody for being here. Great to to connect with everybody. If you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, listener, (laughs) please connect with me on LinkedIn. You can just go to linkedin.com, I think backslash Deb Scheller. If you just search my name and put find calm in, find calm here, LLC. You can also follow me there. I am having a LinkedIn live, although this will this recording will be after my LinkedIn live, but my goal for myself for this month is to do one LinkedIn live, which I'm planning to do on Friday with congratulations signi- with thank you with the signature talk that Susie so graciously helped me organize and c- collaborate on. So thank you for s- that support. Susie. Make sure um, you promote that talk and you schedule that talk and you have a yes. good thumbnail for that talk. Yep. I put it together and I'm super excited about getting it out to the world. So thank you so much for all your tips, John. Uh, For everybody who's listening, hopefully you've liked this episode. Please send me an email or let me know if you have any challenges. Deb at findcalmhere.com. And until the next time, I hope you're finding calm in this day, morning, evening, afternoon. Today's Thursday at one. Find calm (laughs) until the next time. Take care and have a thank you, everyone.